Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday, April 21, 2021. Um, a lot of things to uh, get into as we near the end of the month of April. About a week or so left. NFL draft coming up. Uh, obviously, other sports. You know, soccer's heating up. Obviously, you know, baseball, same thing. Um, it's going to be exciting to talk about. And we're almost there to the month of like May, where they always announce the NFL like schedule. Uh, sometimes they do it in April, but you know, it varies from year to year. And I can't wait to see the announcement of games. And things like that. Obviously, the NBA postseason is going to be happening next month as well. So, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to um, analyze and break down. So, today's episode, I want to continue a little bit about what I kind of started yesterday, um, and I have been doing it for a while. But kind of the games that were happening this season, NBA season, I, you know, just recapping games and not talking enough about some players that are really underrated and are are doing their best to give their team shots this season um and like i said the players that i do bring up and talk about you know they do have an incredible story and background but they all do have their own moments where they shine and step up and play well and even though they may have a uh, they may not have the best season you know, going for them, they still managed to go out there and put the, up the effort. So there's two players that, in particular, that I want to talk about that I think are really, really uh, great in the NBA, just not given enough attention or in terms of, like, they're still showing the signs of being a good player um, and trying to develop into a really good player long-term who can potentially be available or you know, help their franchise get out of a tough spot where they are in. So the first name that I want to talk about is Kyle Anderson of the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, Kyle Anderson's had to step up um, because, you know, Jaron Jackson uh, has been out for the Memphis Grizzlies and, you know, Jackson and Moran are like the two building blocks of the Grizzlies um, long term. And John Moran obviously has done his best this season to keep Memphis in the mix of things especially for the in-play tournament. And Kyle Anderson is someone who has been through a lot um, as a player. His journey has been incredible. I mean, he's aged, you know, he's aged 27. You know, can play the shooting forward, power forward position. And he's really helped the Memphis Grizzlies stay competitive and, and, and be in these games that they are trying to win. Obviously, they've had some tough losses lately, but... They are a team that uh, has got a lot of potential, obviously, with Morant being there. Um, and Kyle Anderson brings a lot of experience to this team. And, you know, he was a number 30 overall pick in 2014 NBA uh, NBA draft from San Antonio, you know. Came from the Spurs and, and Greg Popovich. Um, and he was there when they had, you know, Kawhi and Ginobili and Parker. Um, you know, he learned from some of the best minds in basketball. Um, and... He's come a long way, you know. He, you know, six six feet nine from New York City. You know, he went to St. Anthony High School in Jersey City, um, 
And Kyle Anderson is a player that has continued to grow into a consistent player over time. You know, he earned his minutes. Uh, he got better from season to season. And Greg Popovich um, talks about how great of a player in terms of how he's developed um, over the years. And, you know, initially he wanted to stay in San Antonio, but there were a lot of things going around that team during that time where, you know, he decided to go out there and go, go, go play with Memphis, you know, and see what he could do on, on a team that was looking to get some talent there to step up and really, like, shape the team. So... You know, whenever Kyle Anderson did play for the San Antonio Spurs, he provided great effort off the bench, and he really took that to the Memphis Grizzlies, where he was able to shine in some games, some good moments. Um, he overcame some injuries as well uh, to have some career highs this year in points. And so he's a quality contributor, and he's really stepped up when John Moran hasn't been able to play as much. He's been there uh, playing well, facilitating, getting those rebounds. Um, and, you know, a UCLA graduate, you know, really was one of the best players uh, for UCLA back then, um, especially the kind of season they had. And he's continued to be a solid player for the Memphis Grizzlies, someone who obviously doesn't have that lethal kind of ability to shoot like Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard or Giannis has, but he is somebody who has really developed into a really nice player. And considering where he came from, you know what he was trying to do with his career I mean he's obviously come a long way and he's a solid player now who is an everyday starter for the Memphis Grizzlies and I think that he would be a really great uh, contributor um, if he ends up staying in Memphis or ends up going somewhere else I think he's a quality player that can give you some really good minutes and he has playoff experience as well um, you know can coach up other guys be uh, you know, we really good in that area potentially as well. So he's a really nice story that I think that has kind of got all overlooked this season. And if Memphis ends up making it to the play-in tournament and getting to the postseason somehow, uh, he's a name definitely to watch out for. Next NBA player that I want to talk about that hasn't gotten all that attention and shine this year, and it's probably because, as I have probably mentioned before, you know, this team was really great with Chris Paul last year. Um, but obviously things have changed so much for Oklahoma City. Their GM Sam Presti has focused on rebuilding this team, getting draft picks. And they got a whole lot of draft picks from the trades that they made, you know, with, you know, Paul George being there. And so uh, talking about Oklahoma City Thunder, I'm talking about uh, Lou Gwens Dort. Now his name is kind of hard to pronounce, uh, so I do apologize for mispronouncing that. Um, but you know, Lou Gwens Dort, um, a really interesting player. I mean, he's still young um, and up and coming in the NBA. You know, at 22 years of age, and um, you know, Dort is someone who has really. Uh, shine um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year you know he's been able to step up um, in key moments for the Thunder um, at least putting a competitive effort out there knowing that that's very difficult to do in the Western Conference itself but you know Lugans Dort as someone who is from Montreal uh, Quebec um, you know from Canada 
um, and he you know he kind of was following in, in, in the footsteps of a lot of great Canadian players that you know play in the NBA today. Uh, you know, was a five-star recruit uh, in high school, one of the top players in Canada. You know, six feet three, and he plays the shooting forward and shooting guard position pretty well. He can also be a good ball handler. Um, you know, and he's really worked his way up, I would say, through the NBA ranks. You know, he uh, you know, he went undrafted actually in 2019. Um, he played college ball at Arizona State. Only played about a year or so, I believe. Um, and he's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Uh, you know, he's been able to, like I said, do some good things this year for the Thunder. At least put them, give them a chance to win in games. He really, he really emerged um, when they were in the in the postseason bubble last year, in the NBA bubble last year. You know, he guarded James Harden actually. Um, and the, in the series that went seven games between the Houston Rockets and the Thunder, uh, in which Houston won, uh, you know, Lucens Lucens Dort was in that game guarding James Harden a lot, and he did some good things defensively for the most part. Um, so he really kind of sh- you know rose onto the scene at that time, um, and I think that you know his ability to shoot offensively is going to get better and better as he plays more. Um, but he earned a two-way, you know, two-way uh, kind of contract here to play with the Thunder, and he's a really interesting player that I think, with more development, more better weapon, or more better teammates around him that can shoot the well ball well, I think he'll do well. Um, you know, right now he is a possible building block for the Thunder in the future. Question is how they utilize him best and. And how did they surround him with weapons? But you know, he really emerged in the in the playoffs last year in the NBA level playoffs. Um, and this season, he's been able to do really, really well for Thunder in a lot of areas. Uh, at least giving him a chance in games offensively. So you know, he's a solid player that you know didn't have it easy. You know, he played only a year of college ball, went undrafted, um, and he's really worked his way up to at least be a be a starter on the team now. And so I'm excited to see what he do, what he does, and whether or not he'll be part of the Oklahoma State Thunder's uh, future uh, in the coming years. So in this next segment, I want to preview some of the games that I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, in the NBA, and as I have mentioned off the top and previously, this NBA season, obviously, you know, way things started and kind of things that teams have had to adjust with. It's, it's been a tough year for a lot of teams. A lot of teams have had to see their stars be out for quite a quite a while. You know, miss some games, not be available. Um, it's been a really a trying season for the NBA players. And, you know, there's obviously been that talk about the play-in tournament and what, you know, what is, you know, going to come out of that. And so there's been a lot of injuries this year. Yes, a lot of teams have had to adjust on the fly and make it work. And, you know, now we're getting to the point where we're going to see some really good games come up. Um, Obviously, a lot of seeding is still in play. 
Um, a lot of teams have to figure out how they want to go about keeping their stars ready for the postseason run. Um, especially with how things have gone lately in terms of some teams having to, you know, play other guys, um, you know, as their stars, you know, recover. So, a couple of games that I'm really interested in seeing tonight. And the first game that I think um, that's very interesting to watch will be the New York Knicks hosting the Atlanta Hawks. Now, the Knicks have gotten the best of the Hawks already twice this year. And right now, these two teams are 4-5 and five respectively. Atlanta being 4, New York being 5. And the Knicks have won 7 straight games. There's a lot of talk, a lot of hype about the Knicks right now in terms of how they're playing, um, being one of those top defensive NBA teams. And they have really stepped it up in this seven-game stretch where they've won these games and we've seen incredible progress from the young core there in New York. Julius Randle has been tremendous for the Knicks. And the Knicks are obviously looking to stay right there in the middle of things. Um, and... It's going to be fascinating to watch this game tonight because both teams are on kind of on a win streak in a way. The Knicks obviously the longest winning streak right now in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Atlanta Hawks have won, I think, their last four games on the road. And Trey Young has stepped it up. Uh, you know, Capella has stepped it up. Um, you see Kevin Herter step it up. So the Atlanta Hawks have definitely played much better. Got to give them credit for that. Because I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to, you know, find their balance. But they put in the work. They've turned it around. Got to give credit to their GM, their head coach, uh, interim coach, you know, Nate McMillan for stepping up. Uh, for being able to get this team to play at a high level. They're shooting the ball pretty well. Um, and Trey Young uh, has looked a lot better than he did earlier in the year. So this game is going to be really, really interesting because both teams this is a possible playoff matchup it's a possible playoff matchup if all things go right I mean these two teams stack up each other very well now the Hawks are still missing some of their players in this game um, for, for this game you know, particularly um, the Knicks don't have Alex Burks tonight um, I just really want to see how the Knicks kind of come out against the Hawks in terms of you know, are we going to see more from, let's say, Toppin or from you know, Nerlens Noel, who has been having an unbelievable year um, in terms of defense and blocking shots, and he's been tremendous. We just really want to see if R.J. Barrett can continue to develop and sh you know show out and, and play big-time basketball. Can Randall keep it, this dominance up? Can the Knicks find a way to continue to see progress out of Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin their draft pick obviously and first overall pick in this past year NBA draft you know you want to see can the Knicks keep their momentum going can they find a way to keep the momentum they have to keep the way they're going um, because you know at this time of the year you just want to see these teams bring out the best in each other um, and I think that this game is really going to come down to how well does Trey Young play because Knicks have won, I think, the two games against the Atlanta Hawks this year. 
And Trey Young is the one who, you know, he's got a chance here to, like, show up and play well, you know. Early on in the year, he wasn't playing that well, but he's been doing much better as of late. Um, I really want to see Trey Young step up tonight. Let's see if he can handle, uh, you know, going up against the Knicks. Because the Knicks have done a pretty good job. Not that they've limited him, like, to no points at all in the two games they played, but the Knicks have been able to win with great balanced effort. And I want to see if the Atlanta Hawks can do that, particularly tonight against the Knicks defense that at times has been great. Um, And, you know, can the Hawks find a way to get their shooting right in order to win this one? Uh, I'm not saying that the Hawks are going to win this game, um, but this is a, a interesting test uh, for the Atlanta Hawks and for the New York Knicks because the Knicks do obviously want to get higher in the East. Um, but I'm looking at the Hawks tonight and seeing like you know you've won some road games, you won some games here and there. You know you're turning upwards. Can you find a way to beat the Knicks this year? Because you haven't done it up to this point. The other game that I'm pretty interested in seeing is. The Phoenix Suns taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Now the Sixers are in an interesting spot. The Nets obviously aren't fully healthy with Harden being out and Kevin Durant being out for some time. Kyrie Irving was able to save, um, you know, save the Nets yesterday with his performance against the Pelicans late. Um, but for Philadelphia, like this is their opportunity to you know get some traction to get some uh, you know separation from the Brooklyn Nets and I mean this number the race for the number one seed in the east will probably go down to the end um, I think obviously home court will advan- will matter home court will matter I think for the Philadelphia 76ers and I think they would definitely want that uh, especially with how they've been great at home this year but Sixers didn't have their best performance against the Golden State Warriors. And I think that, you know, they're playing a Phoenix Suns team that is hot. Devin Booker, Chris Paul have definitely uh, taken the Suns to a new level this year with Monty Williams. Suns are playing really well as a group. And now they did get a little bit fortunate against Milwaukee the other night uh, where, you know, a foul shot was, a foul was called late on Drew Holiday on Devin Booker. The Suns have been playing pretty well this year. Offensively, they've been shooting the well. Uh, Chris Paul has been doing a lot. So I really want to see how Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid respond um, to that kind of matchup where they're you know, dealing with a Phoenix team that can shoot well on the perimeter. Um, incredible playmaking. This is Ben Simmons' chance to really like show himself, step up and play well. Um, the Sixers as a whole, they are a solid team. Uh, we've seen it all year long. They have the ability to play big time, big time games. I think this is a game that Philly definitely needs to like win tonight. Uh, not not because they're facing a quality Phoenix Suns team, but this is their chance to really keep, you know, keep their ground with the Nets there and like you know show what they got. Because the Sixers definitely have to keep up their level of play. Uh, because we know how they've looked recently in the postseason, the last couple of years. So, for the Sixers, I really want to see them play with that intensity, that focus that has won them a lot of games this year. 
Joel and B needs to like remind us and show us why he should still be considered the front runner of the NBA MVP conversation with this game tonight. And so, you know, that's a game that definitely will be interesting to watch. And then there's one more game um, that should be unique to watch, and that is the Golden State Warriors at the Washington Wizards. Now, I know what you're thinking. How is this game unique? Because the Wizards haven't been a great team, and they haven't always looked that way. But I'm looking at the standings, and all of a sudden the Washington Wizards are right there coming up at uh, number 10 and uh, number 9. So the Wizards, believe it or not, with the kind of game season they've had, they've turned they turned a corner a little bit. Uh, you are seeing better play from the Washington Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal and you know, Russell Westbrook have been playing very, very well. The Washington Wizards have won some, some, some games lately that have been surprised. They've been playing better as a whole lately. And so... Golden State's coming in with Steph Curry on an incredible roll. Obviously, 10, 11 plus games of 30 plus points. Uh, Wizards haven't always had the best defense. Um, they always haven't had the best defense uh, this year. And they're going to be tested by Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Particularly, I want to see how does Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal go up against Steph Curry and try to guard Steph Curry. Westbrook's always enjoyed the matchup throughout the years with Steph Curry. Uh, they've gone head-to-head many times. And Golden State is obviously in a position where they're trying to stay in the mix for a playoff spot. And I really want to see if Westbrook is able to bring that intensity defensively to win this game tonight for the, for the Washington Wizards. Because Golden State is going to do what they have to do. They're going to get the ball in Curry's hands. He's going to shoot, shoot, shoot from the outside. So... Washington's perimeter play and guard play tonight, especially with Bradley Beal and Westbrook coming off the games they've had recently. I mean, this is a chance for them to, you know, to get a quality win tonight. Even though it's against a Golden State Warriors team that doesn't have Clay Thompson, yes. But the Warriors have been decent this year. They've shot the ball well. And the Wizards have a chance to make the play-in tournament and surprise a lot of teams, uh, um, you know, up there. So, the Wizards, you know, have been fighting all season long to get relevancy and respect. You know, Westbrook and Beal have been talked about a lot, about whether or not they are going to be able to win here in Washington, whether Bradley Beal will get traded. Is Westbrook the kind of guy who can get you to a playoff or championship spot? Although the Wizards are far away from that, but this is a game tonight in which the Wizards, uh, they got a chance to show up and play well. Um, and this is a point guard matchup that you know you want to see. You want to see how well can Westbrook and and um, and Bradley Beal can play tonight, uh, knowing what kind of potential they have offensively. This is their chance to remind people why they may be better than Steph Curry, although not in the sense of like overall player, but like in terms of this game tonight. You know, Curry's obviously coming in hot on a roll. You know, what are you gonna do about that? Are you gonna be able to defend well and, and and match him, or are you gonna let him go hot, get hot again, and drop another in a 40 point plus game tonight? You know, so the Wizards, let's see what you guys can do. If you want to make the play-in tournament, if you want to be relevant and be in the conversation among the Eastern Conference in the, in the late, you know, seven to eight seeds conversation, 
get the win tonight um, and, and, and try to make it happen, um, you know, this coming season. Like, try to make it happen. Try to make it to the play-in tournament and give yourself a chance at least at the postseason um, because that would be a huge win in, in itself for, for the Wizards, particularly how they started this year and how the conversations about, conversation about Bradley Beal and Westbrook have changed. This would be a big win tonight for the Washington Wizards as a team. It would be a huge win for them. So I'm looking to see how they respond to that and what they will do to make it happen um, in this game tonight against the Golden State Warriors.